roll it. If someone were to come into my youth ministry at the time, I wouldn't be able to accommodate anything about it. And it isn't even necessarily you're losing somebody. As much as it is, is wanting people to be comfortable. It's difficult in general to make room for people who have disabilities that you don't fundamentally understand. And that's where dialogue has to come into play. Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, the number one resource for church tech and creativity, with your hosts, Eric Dye, Jeremy Smith, and Phil Schneider. Okay, but first, a quick word from this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is brought to you by Jeremy's Church Tech Devotional Rebuilding. This devotional can be done on your own or with an entire church tech team, week by week, day by day, whatever works best for you. This devotional is for Church Tech by Church Tech and is one of a kind. Learn more about rebuilding on the Church Mag Press website at churchmag.press. That's churchmag.press. Thank you, Eric. It's time now to let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric here along with Jeremy Smith and Phil Schneider. A few weeks ago, we talked on the podcast about an article that Jeremy had written about visiting churches, right? And so it was... It was viewing church tech from the eyes of a visitor. Very interesting concept, something that uh, as church techs we should definitely be thinking about. And we got uh, some replies from uh, Matt. We got some replies from Matt Fisher and Greg Simmons on some things. And, uh, you know, Matt pointed out some interesting things about those with visual and hearing impairments. You know, what does it look like for them? And then Greg was talking about. You know, people who are older or have a hard time with vision, and if everything's too dark in the venue, if it's hard to see right, or, um, you know, it, it can be almost hazardous for his parents who are elderly to, to move around in those situations. And I think both, both of their perspectives hitting on the same thing there as far as church tech being able to serve those in the church, not just one demographic or, you know, one set of demographic, but, but really helping and reaching out and making things better, a better experience for everyone. Okay. I I remember back in the day being at a church and in the pew, they had a, uh, a volume control and a headphone jack. And I'm like, what's that for? And my, my, one of my parents was like, oh, well, you know, that's for those that have, you know, who are Im- impaired in their hearing. They can plug in there and they can, they can hear what's going on better, right? It was before we had so much driving speakers uh, coming from the stage. And, you know, even way back then, because I'm so old, I'm only half joking, uh, we were using technology to aid those with impairments or, you know, elderly, et cetera. What are we doing now in regards to that? It seems like a lot of our tech focus is, you know, and maybe I'm being negative or I'm not really seeing the full picture, but it feels to me like, you know, we got to be mobile. We need to have online giving and we got to do, we got to do this and that and the lights and the sound and all this stuff. Meanwhile, we are completely ignoring a whole, a whole part of the body that, uh, that could really benefit from some good technology. No, I, I think that's great. And in fact, when I was doing working with Youth for Christ, we have a, Youth for Christ has this whole ministry specifically for the deaf population, um, and so they are all across the U.S. working with that population um, because a lot of times they kind of cluster in certain areas in bigger cities. And so we, we would have these conventions where we'd have all the staff and volunteers come, um, and we had our seventy fifth anniversary convention, and they're a huge part of our ministry. Um, and we wanted to accommodate them. And so we have to, we had to make sure 
that everything that we did was through that lens. And when I did ministry in my hometown, never had to worry about that because it just wasn't part of our ministry. We never had that component to it. But it really takes just a minute to step back out of yourself and to think about the implication of everything. And if someone were to come into my youth ministry at the time, I wouldn't be able to accommodate anything about it. And so they would definitely be an outcast in that process. And so is there resources? By the way, there are. And is there a way to make that transition easy for adults, let alone teenagers that want to just try to kind of fit into your ministry? And I think it's really important. I think it's just, it's difficult in general to make room for people who have disabilities that you don't fundamentally understand. And that's where dialogue has to come into play. So like we, we a long time ago purchased a hearing assistance system for our church and no one's ever used it. <laughs> we bought one that seemed like, oh, this will work fine. But like it, it involved like earbuds and elderly people who need hearing assistance won't use earbuds. So lesson learned because huh. we didn't ask them questions. But we also have uh, that meeting at our church right now. Our church is partnered with um, uh, a minister who is deaf and we help support, um, I, th- I think there's three, maybe four different um, deaf campuses. There are meetings for a like, church and Bible study for people who are deaf all, all across the, uh, our, our county. So sometimes it's not about creating a solution in your space. Like Jeremy said, it's, it's creating a space for those people's needs to be met on a very individual basis. But that, that said, we do have services where we meet all together and we provide an interpreter and um, they have special seating up in the front and we do our best to help meet their their needs where they are with our, with what, with our limited ability to understand from, from the outside. And I, my experience with this of accommodating certain people in this process is you don't have to have the answer. I know that it's a lot more work for them to have to do. But the fact that you show you care and you want to be accommodating is probably more service than they get at 99% of the stuff. And they're willing, if that means that their family, their spouse, their children get to hear about Jesus a little bit more, they're probably going to go out of their way to get something like that. Now, if it's a new Christian or someone that's um, just kind of checking it out, that might be a little bit more difficult, but you're probably not going to invest a ton of time or money into something like that. But for those that are wanting to engage in that, if you just say, hey, I know that we got some special accommodations with this, what would be, could you do some research for us? But we would love to make some considerations just to help better the worship experience for you, but also you join the body with us. And they would probably do most of the tech work for you because they know that process better because they've been living that life for themselves that whole time. I absolutely agree, Jeremy. We had a lady come to our church um, I think almost two years ago now, and she passed out um, at service one day. And then we found out. No, not at all. That happens sometimes, <laughs> but no, uh, no, not at all. She actually, I was preaching and she passed out in the service and I was, it was one of my first Sunday morning services ever. And I had to keep, pre- keep going, even though she's laying out in the back and the EMS crew came in and they were not at all sensitive to what was going on. There's talk in the back, like, all right, you got her head, Johnny. And it was crazy. <laughs> anyway, um, turns out she has seizures and they're triggered by a lot of different things. 
uh, mostly because she doesn't take her meds regularly. And we found out she'd been asked to leave other churches because she kept, she kept having seizures. Hmm. But instead of doing that, we had we had a conversation with her and figured out what some of her most basic triggers are and have helped create a plan for her. So right now, uh, every week, one of our health team members checks in with her and they sit out in the foyer together during worship, which is our worship's not in the sound is not put out in our foyer. So it's a quieter space because one of her triggers is sound. They sit out, there, sit out there together. When worship ends, she comes in and sits down, or she's still feeling poorly. She stays out in the foyer and listens to the sermon out there. She has still had numerous episodes because her meds aren't taken regularly, and it's an issue we've had with her. But as far as we can, we try to help her and meet her where she is. Um, we've got you know, the EMS and the fire department have actually yelled at us a few times. Because they're tired of coming, having to come out. Because every time she passes out, we have to call them. Um, and they have actually <laughs> complained and asked us to tell her not to come. Wow. Well, we told them no. Yeah. Well, what, what, then where do they pick her up from? I mean, the, <laughs> that's well, right. a terrible response. Well, their, their contention. Well, I think their contention is it wouldn't happen if she wasn't at church because it's the noise and the atmosphere that triggers her. But at the same time, then, you know, a few months ago, she asked me what soap we use in the bathroom. And I said, I don't know. Probably the cheapest stuff is Sam's cells. And she said, well, it's causing me a skin irritation. Can, can any, is there any way we could change soaps? And I said, no, <laughs> because like bring your own soap or, you know, hey, use, you know, use our soap, then use some lotion. You know I, I, that was like to me. That was a, a non-issue. I I have there. I don't like the soap we use either. I have incredibly dry skin. I use lotion. You know, so to me, that's where like some people go. Well, you can't. You can't individualize everything. No, you can't. You certainly can't. But you can remove the biggest stumbling blocks that are in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's probably mostly about being willing. I think that that's a big piece. Of it. Yeah. You know, Matt Fisher, he tweeted using the CMATCast hashtag, of course, commented on on the Church Visiting podcast. He said uh, he visited a church once that had two morning services, but the website failed to explain there was no kids' work provision at the first service, right? So you can imagine, you know, they're showing up and like, you know, (laughs) that's a shocker. And that's a serious oversight. Um, So... Here again, you know, we have technology, we're using technology, but just meeting people where they're at, you know, using what resources we have and, and keep them up with them is more important than than having the tech and using the tech in the first place. Right. And isn't that a silly reason to possibly lose someone coming to your church service? Right. And, you know, and it isn't even necessarily necessarily you're losing somebody as much as it is, is wanting people to be comfortable. When when people come to my house, right, I keep the AC lower than when I'm in the house, right? Why do I do that? Because I want my guests to be comfortable, okay? And do the converse, but for the same okay, reason. Okay, there you go, okay? So when people come over to your house, you want to be comfortable, you know? You want a place for them to sit. You want to feel free to, you know, have a drink. You make sure there's ice in the freezer. I mean, there's these things that you do to accommodate your guests to make them more comfortable. And, you know, as the, as the church family, we need to make sure, you know, that we're, 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 you know, we should have a desire to want to make people feel comfortable, you know, even if they're regular visitors, 
or their regular members, like whether they're a guest or not, it's about, you know, being able to, to, uh, make it more comfortable or serving those in need. You know, if, if someone has, you know, uh, if someone's hearing impaired or they have, um, a disability of some sort, you know, we have to look at how we can accommodate within reason, as you pointed out with the, the soap incident, Phil, you know, within reason, meeting people where they're at, you know, it, it, it's not a catch-all situation, but here we are, we're technologists, we're all about the tech, on and on and on. How can we use tech at the most human, fundamental level, you know? Unless it's donuts and then I just can't accommodate you. Why do you have to be a mean person? <laughs> <laughs> Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag Podcast by visiting Church Mag Online. You'll find a link on our main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag. And while you're visiting Church Mag, send us an email, podcast at Church Mag. And if you leave us a review on iTunes, we'll be sure to share it on an upcoming episode. And subscribe to the Church Mag Podcast so you can receive an early release of the show every Friday. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. <laughs>